Welcome to the Weekly Hijack. Hello, everyone. We are back with another episode of The Prisoner. This episode was... A, B, and C. Before we get into this episode, I think it's worth noting, I did actually look up since last time and found out that much like a previous show we've talked about on here, Crusade, different fans have different opinions of what the actual episode order should be. Mm-hmm. Now, it's pretty universally agreed that like the first episode is the first episode and the last couple are the last but ever since then, there's like different possible orders you could watch this in. We're still watching it in the broadcast order. But like the last episode, I'm looking at just a Wikipedia. There's even more different, like different <laughs> fan versions of what the episode order could be than Crusade had. The last episode, uh, The Chimes of Big Ben, where he seemed to escape, but he didn't. That was ranked anywhere from four to seven in the. <laughs> episode order and this one is the ranking fan ranking is generally somewhere between seven and nine. Oh, really yeah as opposed to number three but i'll just keep making note of that just because i find it interesting just interesting the, the choices that the network made and like i don't know that the um i'm not even sure that they were necessarily written to be viewed in a particular order or probably just like how competent he seems, how much time has gone by. How much he seems to know what's going on in the village yeah. and how aware he is of things and which number twos are around, <laughs> I guess. I'm very curious if we'll wind up seeing any repeated number twos because so far we've had three episodes and three different number twos. Yes. Uh, the guy who's... And this number two is not coming back. No, it doesn't. It does not seem like it. For some reason, this under this number two is under a lot more pressure than the previous two seem to have been, yeah. which was very interesting. Should we do a quick recap? Yeah, I suppose we could do a, a quick recap. Super. So this one, number two, being under pressure to get the answer for why number six resigned. resigned. He had the scientist that puts number six into this dreamlike state, where he's dreams that he's in a banquet. And um, encountering people who they think that number six was going to sell out to. Mm-hmm. They think that's why he resigned. It's like pre-inception, sort of. Yeah, so. it, it is kind of almost inception-y. I mean, I was also thinking, you know, this is 60s, but it feels like almost early virtual technology. Mm-hmm. Almost, mm-hmm. but it's all in a dream state. So. I wonder how much, like, Twilight Zone influenced this show. Uh, yeah. There, you got some of that, like, just things are a little off constantly. Yeah, I, I, I wondered about that, too. I mean, it, it's very interesting, like... The look of the show-wise, it really does feel a lot like something from, like, its 60s. It feels, looks, reminds me of, like, Gilligan's Island mm-hmm. or the original Mission Impossible yeah. show or Get Smart or any yeah. name your show from the 60s. It has that quintessential TV look. It's not super, every now and then there's dramatic lighting, but it's not like Twilight Zone where you yeah. get really super dramatic lighting, very noir-ish kind of look. Of course, that was in black and white, so that might make a difference here. I don't know if it's because it's just lit a lot brighter because of the TV technology. At least, that's my theory. I'm not even sure if this is filmed on video or if it's filmed on film. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, so I'm, I'm curious about that. But anyway, so he goes through these three scenarios with three possible people that they think number six might have sold out to. But they can only do one suspect per night because of the... Experimental drug and it'll yeah. push him too far. And so he starts figuring out what's going on in the meanwhile. And this one really leans the most into the spy espionage. Yeah, so far of what, we, what we've had, yeah. What we've seen. Like, he, he's acting very savvy, like a, a spy who's kind of watching what's going on. And the people he talks with, they're constantly also trying to feel him out. And he's being very catty and mm-hmm. all this kind of, like, 
what are you really saying? Oh, I don't know. What am I saying? <laughs> He's a wonderfully British in his yeah. retorts. Yeah, in his dry humor and, and all that stuff. It's a very fun episode. And this one, he definitely gets the better of number two. Yeah, he, he completely plays them at the end. Yeah, I, I was really wondering. So what we see him figure out what's going on. And so, again, if you're... If you've never seen Prisoner before, you should be watching it first before you listen to these episodes. Yes. That's the, I mean, that's the way Weekly we're Hijack is always... We're doing spoilers. It, yeah. Yeah, that's the way Weekly Hijack has always worked. You should really watch the episode before you listen to our commentary on it. But anyway, that, that being said, he kind of figures out what's going on. And once... Uh, he's like, okay, he's sabotaging it. So I'm guessing that means he's going to have some sort of... I wondered if that meant, anyway, that he would have more control yeah. over his own dream. Um, I was always trying to figure out. I was a little confused... They're like, oh, he's so far in this time, but he had less drugs. So I don't know if he was playing it or whether when they drugged him out to capture him, like through the, I assume the water where they had overdrugged him that way. That's why it was tipsy at first. But that he had less, but the, you know, the drug had less control. That could it, be. it was, that was a little confusing to me. Mm-hmm. I did wonder at some point, it's like, okay, is he going to try to set up number two to be the, the guy he was like frame him sort yeah. of? And then for a little while, I wasn't sure when they were like, oh, it's the woman. And like, and oh. is the woman actually three or not? Do we know? We don't know. Or did he just play that up to in his brain? I don't know. I mean, she was a very interesting character. Yeah. Very enigmatic. Yeah, enigmatic. 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 Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. We still don't know. Janelle, you're sitting right here, so I feel I should make sure you have a chance to speak up. Do you have any uh, immediate insights and thoughts about this one? I can say that I so enjoyed him figuring out what was going on and outsmarting number two and just completely besting him. That Mm. was so fun and rich. (laughs) For sure. And we did learn that he did not sell, of course, to him at least. Yeah. uh, Not selling one out. He says he was really planning to go on vacation. So as far as we can tell, that's... That's not the reason I resigned. And then he just calmly lies back down. <laughs> yeah, that, that whole last scene was was fantastic. It was fantastic. <laughs> you know what's so interesting about hijacking this show versus our other shows is that there is no B-plot. That's true. And there is literally like three characters every episode. So like plot-wise, I mean, it, it almost is a more atmospheric show than a plot show in many ways. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can summarize the plot pretty quick. Yeah. But it plays out slow and and with layers of suspicion or fill in your blank for the episode yeah that could be why this episode reminded us so much of the twilight zone yeah because twilight zone tends to be very focused on the story it's telling in that particular episode Mm -hmm. and and again the the fact that this was so spy focused it really felt like the most 60s episode (laughs) that we've seen so far (laughs) but yeah that's a good point there really isn't a b-plot it's very focused on the what's going on to the main character. And I guess if you have a B plot, it's the, we see what the people in charge are plotting. Yeah, I guess so. And yeah. then we get to see him figure out what's going on. Yeah. Like he notices the, the injection scar and but like, like that. I mean, I mean, there's a lot of extras, but there's not many main, many important cast members running around in any episode. No, that's true. That's true. I mean, hero is mainly number six, number two. And, Fourteen. Fourteen, yeah. Which is different than like, you know, Battle Five and Lost and once had like a mil like a cast of characters. Right, right. So it's a very different show for us. That's true. In at least in that sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to find at this point into the watching that I'm beginning to cheer for Mr. Six. We feel like he's one when he's outsmarted the bat or the outsmarted number two's 
efforts to get information out of him. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, he did it again. <laughs> it's very satisfying. It is. It is very satisfying that way. I mean, the first episode was like kind of down. It's like, oh, he's so, he can't escape. Oh, and the, I guess the first two episodes, mm-hmm. he was trying to escape the whole time and just couldn't get away. But now the story is like, it's not just about him trying to escape. It's about him like, no, I'm not telling you anything. Like, I'm not breaking. <laughs> uh-huh. Although fascinating at this point, we don't even know who he's not breaking to. <laughs> it's just more of a, a matter of principle at this mm-hmm. point. <laughs> he doesn't know. Like, what side? it doesn't matter what side I am. You yeah. Know, they had that conversation uh-huh. last time. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it kept, he keeps coming up in some ways. Like that one, the first guy he talked to is like, you know, we're working for different sides and for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Like, what does it matter? It's like we, you know, we both love what we do, sort of thing. Yeah, I, I'm sure you do a whole, especially as you keep going, a whole analysis on how Cold War affected this, the whole thing. Yeah, uh, it is. It is interesting and a very fascinating backdrop too. Yeah, yeah, definitely felt like one of the most stylish episodes so far. It's again just because it felt this one felt more secret agent-y than dystopian mm-hmm. in some ways. Mm-hmm. Though it had the whole like dream dream inception thing going on so yeah yeah and that that final shot where number two is looking at his giant red phone <laughs> i cannot I, you know it did occur to me at the very end it's like i wonder if that's supposed to be like a gallows because almost like got the impression mm. of him like, like it kind of like it was kind of. looming over him and he was kind of in the middle i was wondering if i mean maybe that's just reading a lot into it but i do have to say i really love the fact that when he's in the dream, walks there. They all look at the door. <laughs> he does come at the door, which is great. And he shows himself, and then he lays back down in the bed. Uh-huh. Like he's just, he's just messing with them. <laughs> it's it, that was good writing, good filming. Yeah, fun stuff. Yeah, but probably the most enjoyable episode. I mean, just for, I mean, they've all been good, but just for like, you feel good. Sheer, yeah, sheer entertainment value yeah. for sure. Uh, that said, I, uh, anything else, Natasha? Do you have, have anything you want to throw up? No? Okay. Well, I think we'll, we'll keep this short and sweet then. Thanks for listening to the Weekly Hijack. Um, remember, if you've never checked out our main podcast, Your Old Trains of Thought, if somehow you found this one and uh, you're searching for the prisoner and you don't know about our other podcast, Your Old Trains of Thought is a podcast where we talk about uh, all matter of storytelling. For the creator and consumer. Indeed. So check that out on our website, DerailedTrainsOfThought.com. But until next time, this is Tim. This is Nick. And Janelle. Bye-bye. <laughs>